Come on. She is strong. She is powerful. She is Wanda Toro Torini. She is seasoned entrepreneur, investor, and the founder of Catchwords, the gold standard in lead generation. Welcome, Wanda. Woo! Thank you so much. <laughs> Wanda Toro Torini. That was, that, was, yes. that was better than coffee. Boom. That is super fun to say. <laughs> Wanda Toro Torini. Like, Wanda is fun. Toro Torini is even more fun. Like, let's put all <laughs> three to together. You got to roll the R's, George. Toro Torini. <laughs> Wanda Toro Torini. How did I do? It's all right. You sound like my husband saying it. My husband will say, um, there's no L in Torini. I'm like, there's no, it's not an L. It's in rolled R. He's, he's just, he just goes, ah. Nice. He's Irish and Italian, right? But so he's, he's more Irish when it comes to rolling the R's. Oh, fair, fair enough. Awesome. So Wanda, just tell us a little bit about you, your personal life, some more about your work and, and why you do what you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I am a mm, pretty long timer entrepreneur, I guess, relatively. I've been uh, an entrepreneur for over 15 years and um, and love it. But it's obviously been a roller coaster when I when I um, when I left the corporate world, I have a doctor in pharmacy. And I was working for a major pharmaceutical company. They had me on leadership track. It was um fantastic. They really, really supported my uh, desire to always be on a new creative project and to always be innovative. But at a certain point, it was like eh, a big company just couldn't <laughs> couldn't provide the uh, the change in the environment that I needed uh, to be able to continue innovating. I, I realized over time that I'm a visionary, I'm a problem solver, I'm an inventor, but when I was in that uh, traditional kind of corporate world, I was more of a problem, <laughs> you <laughs> know, because I just always, I saw something, I always saw an opportunity to improve it, um, and it, a lot of people perceived it as just me always kind of ripping things apart, and of, of course, if they built it, then you know there was that kind of personal connection to it. And I was I was just always doing it with the intention of of trying to make things better. And so it was difficult for a while. And I was I, I was happy that I had management in general that understood me. But when I had management that didn't understand me, then I was a big wrecker, you know. And um, and it would really affect things. So finally. You know, I just have way too many of these ideas and I feel so manager, right? And um, so that was really important to me. And so I decided, you know what, then I guess I'm going to have to leave the big corporate world and uh, be so yeah, I, I just realized I, I needed to go and uh, try and actually bring life to all of these things that were kind of sitting in my head. And so I started and I started with trying to execute way too many ideas at the same time. Um, and I, I didn't I, I didn't really have any entrepreneurs in my life, so I didn't know what to do, uh, you know, and um, and then I'll, I'll just. Fast forward to 2007. <laughs> I feel so old. Back in 2007. <laughs> um, but um, but I 
was at for for one of my products. I was at this major medical conference, like fifty thousand attendees at McCormick Place in Chicago. Have you ever been to McCormick Place in Chicago? I'm not sure. It's a huge, a huge exhibit center, like a Javits Center type thing in New York City. And um, and anyway, so at the end of the conference, I saw them collecting all of the um, paper brochures and articles that that were not picked up and they were collecting them in the middle of the exhibit hall. And it was literally a cute, a human climbable mountain. It was huge. And they had a full size pickup truck, not pickup truck, full size dump truck, pardon, like backing in boop, boop, boop into this exhibit hall. And, um, and they were, you know, throwing it out. And I, I, I actually asked the guy if it was a, uh, a recycling initiative because right. it was just so like overwhelming. And he said, no, it's just easier to throw out all of these, um, all of the materials versus shipping them back to the warehouse. And I thought, wow, that's very interesting because when I was in the pharmaceutical industry, I was responsible for marketing and I spent millions of dollars printing these materials and never actually thought about where they ended up. What like, happens to them, right? <laughs> So so I looked at it and like being the super nerdy uh, person that I am, I analyzed it and I'm like, okay, this is not good. Obviously not good for the environment Two, not good for the marketing person who spent all that money and has absolutely no metrics, no idea as to whether the pieces were picked up or thrown in the garbage and then really not great for the attendees. Right. That that are that carry. I mean, I don't know if you have been, but I know I've been at many conferences where I collected all the paper. I had like the free bag that they gave. For sure. You know? And then it's like you collect all the materials, even though you're you're like genuinely interested in their information, but it's so inconvenient that you just wind up trashing it anyway. Right. So um, so that very day, I said there has to be a solution, a way to actually have people um, or deliver this content in an eco-friendly way. Now, remember, this is 2007. And so I looked at all the possible scenarios. I called it Ecofiles that day. So that day I'm like, okay, it's going to be Ecofiles, an eco-friendly way to get files of information, but how are we going to do it? And over the next two years, we looked at different solutions and we looked at, you know, building an app or QR codes or near field technology and thumb drives and stuff. And we actually settled on texting. We thought, well, wouldn't it be great if people could t just simply text a keyword and that keyword was associated with a piece of material and then it would get emailed to them. They don't have to carry it. And then you could actually tell if somebody opened it and you'd have metrics. And if there was an update to that brochure, you'd actually be able to know like, Hey, George requested this update. How about I send him or requested the original brochure? How about I send him a, re a re revised version of it? And, um, and tech texting was ubiquitous. Right. It, it's like no matter what type of phone you had um, by this time, it's like 2009. Right. And 25 percent of the market had smartphones. Um, but it didn't matter if you had a smartphone or a clamshell phone or if you were global or U.S. or whatever. So long story short, they um, we we settled on creating this and I created this way to text an easy keyword and deliver this in. And the way it's delivered is through a text a nicely designed email, like an HTML graphic design email and an attachment, 
okay, which is is different. We specifically settled on having an attachment because we knew or I felt that if people saw that there was an actual little, you know, paperclip attached to that email, that it would have a higher um, attention getting, you know, factor, right? And it yeah. would have a higher open rate. And so we went with that. Um, back then, I was totally focused on selling to large corporations because that was kind of what my comfort level was. And I went to big companies about e being eco-friendly and they were like, but only children text. And I was like, no. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would have to modify my presentation to literally spend 20 to 30 minutes just on the market to show that adults were texting and that people over 55 were starting to text. And, and there was like this trend going and, and by the time, and, and that basically if the content was valuable to people that they would do it because they know how to do it. Right. Um, and what's, what's really interesting is that basically they were like, okay, if, if, if we have something related to kids, then maybe, but otherwise they just weren't ready to adopt it. And it was crushing like totally crushing. <laughs> I, I, um, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of money. I really, really believed in, in the transformation that it could deliver. And I just couldn't find any early adopters to do this. And I had to just shelve this, this technology, my baby. And, and, um, I went on kind of doing the stuff that I was comfortable with. Cause now at this point I put in so much money. Um, I needed to just kind of pay the bills. So I started doing some consulting work for the pharmaceutical industry. And, um, and as part of that, you know, fast forward a little bit. And then as part of that, I would have to speak in front of, uh, executive conferences, right. To, to actually get to be known as an expert. And, um, it was frustrating because I wasn't speaking for a while. I was kind of just exhibiting. Mm -hmm. And, um, what I recognized is that the people that were on stage were perceived to be experts, right? Even though sometimes like we know as an expert, we can hear the person. We're like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right? Sure. But it's, it doesn't matter because if you're on a stage and now I want to reflect this, whether it's physical or digital now, but at that point, if you're on a stage, people were watching these people like they were experts. And I was so frustrated because I had like niche expertise in this particular area. It was like a regulatory right. compliance thing in, in the pharmaceutical industry. And so I decided, okay, I, I need to get up on stage. So I, I ask the peeps that are running the conference. Um, so what does it take for me to be able to get on stage? I would love to be able to share some education, et cetera. Sure. You could sponsor for $10,000. Oh, wonderful. So, Thank you. Yeah. So I had to pay $10,000 to speak. Now, first I, 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 I was pissed because I knew that attendees did not know that these people paid. Right. For sure. So I felt like, wow, that's kind of crappy because it's not really transparent that. Um, and so now these people have the perception that they're experts, yet they paid. No wonder some of these people <laughs> like were like dummies. Duds. Um, yeah. And then um, and so I I agreed with super sweating while I'm signing the contract. I'm like, holy cannoli. 
<laughs> uh, you know, I, um, I'm here, this small entrepreneur competing with Deloitte and Touche, PricewaterhouseCooper, KPMG, all of these big consulting firms. I'm going to pay 10,000 bucks to be on stage. I need to collect any single person that has a twinkle in their eye. God forbid they're taking pictures of my slides. Like I want to know who you are. Right. Sure. And I said, wait a second. What about Ecofiles? I have a technology that could work. Look at that. I have a really <laughs> expensive toy. <laughs> right? So I'm like, well, what the hell? I, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. Um, I'll just offer my slides, you know, to the audience. And, and all of these sessions were very educational in nature. It's not like in the entrepreneurial world where you could go to a conference and you're like, yeah, this is a sales spiel, right? Like in, in the pharma industry, like you had to put on an educational uh, session there's no opportunity to sell from from on stage. Um, so I knew if I had really meaty, valuable slides, um, things that people couldn't write down, right? Some nice graphics and stuff, then uh, maybe I can um, call those people out of the audience, the people that were interested. And so I use my first keyword and 25% of my audience texts for my slides. Wow. It was nuts because yeah. <laughs> And it was an average of 300 people that would attend these conferences. Literally, more that's over, you know, over 70, 75 leads. And it, it was more leads than I got in the past, like, three years, the previous three years attending that conference. Amazing. Right? And so I'm like, holy crap. And now these are even more qualified because these are the people that didn't just, like, pop by at the booth and had, like, cool conversation and left their card. Right. Because we've all done that. Leave the card. But we're not really interested in the product. And For being, sure. You know, it's just like it was a nice networking opportunity. So these are people that actually said, yeah, I want this content. This is going to help me. Therefore, I can help them. And um, so once again, being the nerd that I am, I said, if I can do 25 percent the first time around, let's figure out how we can do better. And so over that next two years, I um, I would speak. Uh, pay ten thousand dollars happily, and um, and I would refine my process. Like, oh, do I offer the keyword in the beginning, in the end, during, in all in all combinations? How do I physically present it? Like, graphically present it? How do I uh, verbalize it? And I ultimately got to the point where George, every single time that I spoke, seventy six percent on average, seventy six percent of the audience would text. Wow, incredible. Yeah. And so, you know, as an entrepreneur, think about what that means for for us, because it allows us to be really, really efficient with our time. Right. I I wasn't that big PricewaterhouseCooper where literally they could be at every single conference possible in the pharmaceutical industry. Right. They could send people all over the place. They could easily pay 10,000 bucks for somebody to speak every single time and that was enough. They'd pick up enough clients from that, right? I, I couldn't do that. So I wound up being able to just speak at those two, like the core conferences that were valuable to me, two a year, and I picked up well over 400 leads, and then it was my responsible to, responsibility to, to nurture them, and I built the consulting part of my business up to $4.2 million in revenue. I love it, amazing. It was like so super cool. And the coolest part is, of course, like, you know, I, I, I built my team. I finally got back to my six figure salary that I left <laughs> 
when I left the industry, right? Um, I got back to a, an actual six-figure salary and I brought my husband on and all this stuff. Um, personally, I was able to finally have over $100,000 or invest over $100,000 over time in my fertility journey because I was having a tough time having kids. Um, and I have two beautiful little children now, now, so totally worth it. But from a business perspective, the biggest thing is that it gave me the financial freedom to realize that um, I didn't want to do the consulting work anymore. And that what I really wanted to do was help other people use these cool keyword thingies <laughs> at that time, right? I'm like, I want to help people use this technology and 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 gain value from the strategy that I developed over the years to try and optimize every appearance. And um, and so that's where I am today. Um, Eco files, the platform powers a program we call catchwords. Um, and the reason why I changed that is obviously, you know, when we're speaking, whether it's on media interviews like this or speaking in front of audiences in an educational capacity, um, we're not looking at the eco-friendly, you know, aspect of it, right. even though that's what it was created for. But we are looking to catch those interested prospects in the audience. Yeah. And so catchwords is actually K-E-T-C-H words, catch words. Um, people could check it out at catchwords.com. But that's that's what we do now. And what I love to do is work. What's exciting now is to really work with those service minded and impact driven entrepreneurs, right? The, the entrepreneurs that love to speak because they they um, they love that educational component and really kind of making an impact in that shift. And I help them extend the value of every one of their appearances by creating these catchword campaigns. Um, and uh, and then, you know, like in, in this particular case, um, I, you know, talking about lead generation and, and appearances, I could offer your audience, if I may. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, what I did is I kind of created this guide on how to transform your talk into a lead generating machine. This was kind of like the culmination of all the strategy that I used um, to, to get to that 76%. And so I created a guide. And um, if anybody in the audience, if it resonates with you, if you are a speaker and you know that you're putting yourself out there and you know that literally there are anonymous fans Right? There are anonymous fans that are listening to us and they just don't act on connecting with us through social media or whatever. Um, this is a better way of, of, of connecting with them because you get to extend the educational value. And so you could text LEADS, L-E-A-D-S, to 411321. So 411321 would be like the phone number that you text and the message would be LEADS, L-E-A-D-S. And... Um, and if you've never used the system before, it asks you for your email address and then voila, you will get a text and a beautiful email and an attachment and that PDF will be the guide on how to transform your talk into lead gen machine. Um, George, do you have people that, that listen um, internationally? Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay, so if you're international, because 411321 is just for the US, internationally you could text to the phone number plus one, 
909-741-1321. And then the message is leads again, L-E-A-D-S. And it works the same exact way, but internationally it's plus one nine oh nine seven four one one three two one. And um hopefully it'll it'll serve you guys. At a minimum, it'll teach you just the strategies that I used to um, just engage the audience better, to refine my approach and make sure that my content was really um, speaking to my ideal prospect, right? Um, and um, and then of course, if that's intriguing to you, then you can look into catchwords at catchwords.com uh, to to look at our programs because I, I love to kind of wrap this, the technology with this strategy because that's what gets the really, really great you know response rates. I love, I love it. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I just, I was like, blah, blah, blah. That's I what... <laughs> and, and any questions or thoughts about that craziness? Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's super exciting. And anybody who's listening that I'm sure, I'm, I'm sorry, everybody who's listening that does speaking or is appearing on media, which is, seems like everybody these days who wouldn't want a seventy per six, twenty five percent response rate, let alone you know up and up towards yeah. you know seventy six. I think that that's incredible. So yeah, no, I, I and I appreciate it. I I think what what really excites me for for us, like our our services are, um, it's an agency approach basically. Because for me, I one I was very used to serving uh, corporations, and with corporations, it's an agency approach. You get an account manager, etc. And um, with entrepreneurs, I find that there are not as many services that have that a- approach. But we all know that we can invest in something, be it a, a class or a software, and um, and not do it. Not not get the benefit of the money that we put into it. And so for me, um, I literally thought, gosh, it would break my heart. Like I, I don't want somebody to have a catchword and or sign up for catchwords and not even get to their catchword, right? <laughs> um, but or to have a catchword and not be able to get the response rates that I know that they can get. So um, so we have three levels of programs because if if some folks literally have a talk like in two days, um, we can build a, a very fast catchword for them if they have like existing materials. But our, my favorite program is really the pro program because that's where I get the opportunity to actually talk strategy with with these clients and significantly improve the way they're showing up in their interviews, right? Because a lot of times as experts in general, um, we all we may give a lot of free information, but that information is may not be strategically helping to nurture the audience to actually work with us. Does that make sense? It does, hundred percent. You know, so what happens is we give, give, give great content, and in fact, if we don't understand the strategy that we want to do, we could actually be doing the opposite. We could be accidentally making people think that they can do the thing themselves as well as you have done it. And and you have this niche expertise, right? So by giving people like this, do it your, a lot of do it yourself stuff and you're giving it to them for free, you may be giving them the idea like, oh, I'm gonna try this out. And that actually takes them further away from being helped by you, right? So there's a way to actually serve people with great information, but help them understand that it 
it's tough to do what you do. That's why you're an expert, right? They're an expert in their thing. I'm an expert in this. Um, it's not easy, but I have learned over time, over the past 15 years, it probably, it took me like 10 years to figure out, Wanda, stop doing stuff yourself. <laughs> like, and I think that's the problem, you know, one being nerdy um, is is just thinking like, oh, I could figure it out. Like I could figure out that software. I could figure out, I could use Canva for for for, for graphics or whatever, but guess what? A graphic designer is going to make beautiful things that are going to be way more um, have greater impact and, and leave a better impression on your audience than um, than doing it yourself. That certainly and makes that, sense. You know, and 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 we lose money. It's that opportunity cost that we lose money by not hiring experts. So, so I, I like to keep my my clients in in their lane so that they could be uh, brilliant and execute with excellence in their world. And uh, we have a tech team, we have a graphic design team, we literally do everything except write the content for them because they're the experts, right? <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. Perfect. I love it too. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Wanda your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Text yeah. leads to 411321. If you're outside the United States, I'll list that one as well. And go to catchwords.com. It's K E T C H words.com. And uh, check out the great resources. Thanks I again. I so appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks again, Wanda. Thank you so much, George. And until next time. Keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show.